0: podcast a weekly talk show brought to you by two aerospace engineers with diverse journeys and experiences join them on the new adventure to explore the impact of innovation technology and personal growth on our society through varied perspectives hello and welcome everyone to tensor podcast my name is dev and i'm So, so happy to come back to this. I know I've taken a little bit of a break, but I'm super excited to be back and to talk to all of you. And today we actually have a really special guest. He is a Lego master. He is a good friend of mine. He's actually on TV right now and tonight. So I want to give a great warm welcome to Brick and Nick. Brick and Nick, thank you so much for coming in.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked to chat with you. And uh, I just can't wait to dive into our conversation. Yeah. And I'm honored that's... that you picked me for like your comeback guests. So yeah, really no.
0: I'm so, I'm, I'm super excited to have you here. Uh, this having guests is something that we recently started and I want to have like the most unique, most genuine guests to be on the podcast to talk about different things. Uh, our whole theme is to talk about everyday things could be anything right and I do know that a lot of our listeners love Lego building. they have talked about it. I myself um, I'm not as as into it as most people are, but I do appreciate a good Lego build from time to time. Yes. So yeah, so thank you for coming in. I want to get started and just ask let's start with your journey like where 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 does where does this Lego? Session and lego passion actually comes from
1: yeah my lego passion has really been like a a lifelong thing for me um i can genuinely remember building with some kind of building blocks from pretty much as soon as i could start remembering things i know my grandmother she had like a little basket of just some random toys and that included some building blocks and i remember being very very drawn to those right off the bat and then when i discovered lego in particular and especially the smaller bricks um, that's when i really knew i had found something that just kind of resonated with me in a way that nothing else had ever you know, done before. Uh, maybe video games is pretty close, I guess, as I got older, but uh, LEGO was definitely something super special. And so I just got really into buying different kinds of sets, exploring all the themes that LEGO had. And then I think kind of as Star Wars started to come out from LEGO, um, I kind of just like was feeling a little more inspired and more driven to try and play with the LEGO a little bit more creatively. I remember some of the first creations I ever posted online were kind of LEGO Star Wars themed. And it just slowly evolved into a crazy, crazy passion, especially as I discovered, like online communities, there was a big one on Flickr for a very long time. And I think it's still kind of going, but um, obviously, it's not as big of a platform anymore. But um, that's where I really started to be inspired seeing all of these amazing things people were building with no instructions. And I was like, I want to, you know, kind of take my building to that level. Mm-hmm. And that's really what kind of drove me and kept me motivated, especially during times where, you know, you wouldn't really expect to still be pl- playing with Lego, as, as people like to say. Um, I, I found that online community like right when I was maybe like 12 or 13. So kind of right at that age where it would really have made maybe sense in terms of, you know, what's traditional and what's considered normal or acceptable or whatever you want to call it, um, to stop playing with Lego. And I just kept at it, I discovered kind of local Lego groups as well, other people who lived in Toronto who were into building, and all those things coming together really just inspired me to keep driven for building all throughout high school and university. Obviously it slowed down here and there as I needed to for exams and projects yeah. and whatever, but um, I definitely just kept that passion burning.
0: So, yeah. Wow, that's great. You <laughs> you did mention one thing about the age for Lego, right? Mm-hmm. Even, yeah. though, even though Lego says it's from zero to 99, there is, sure. there's still that social stigma to yeah. why are you building Lego when you're past mm-hmm. a certain age? How do you, yeah. as 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 a community, as a as a member of like the Lego community, and as one who's like very outspoken about it, like what do you, how do you, how do you combat that? How do you, what do you want to tell our people that you know it's fine to build Lego? How do you think that mm-hmm. that could be?
1: Yeah, I would say like it's it's been really good in a sense that like. Especially with the pandemic, um, I think a lot of people have opened their eyes to the, the joy and satisfaction of Lego, just like it's acceptable to be into painting, other creative hobbies, you know, people love doing puzzles, Lego's really not far off from any of those things. So to look, at, to look down on it, would it be to look down on so many creative pursuits. And so it just, it just kind of becomes ridiculous when you really think about it, like, why would building with Lego be looked down upon when none of these other things are? So I'm really glad that that's kind of slowly evolved. I do think the Lego movies actually played a big part as well. And kind of bringing Lego back to the forefront, reminding us of why we found Lego so fun and enjoyable, and just showing that it's something that everybody can enjoy and have fun with. Um, I think the Lego movie did a really good job of kind of showcasing that and reminding people of you know why we enjoyed it so much. Um, so it's been really great to see that there's been a lot of kind of positive movement forward, and I think especially in the day and age of the internet, where literally you can take any passion and turn it into a career or at least a hobby. Um, you know, with like social media and you know the world of let's say influence um that like it's just really really cool that you can that it, it, or it's really easy to show that like hey i can take this thing that i love doing regardless of whether anyone else likes it or not and make something of it because there's other people out there who are into this thing too and mm-hmm. so i think just seeing that people can be successful in doing all these different things as content creators and influencers um just really goes to show people that there's nothing out there that can't be enjoyed and shared with other people and there's no reason to look down
0: on it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Actually, this this is a good time to ask one of our mm-hmm. fan questions, actually. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. One of our so during throughout the show, I'll when when you mention a certain topic or anything sure. connecting to a fan question, mm-hmm. I'll just shoot it in. Uh, so good. one yeah, one of our fan asks, as someone who's into Gundam building and wants to get into Lego building, Lego is considered a little more pricier than Gundam what's the best set or best way
1: to get into LEGO building? Ooh, that's a good one. So, and, and it's funny because there's actually a lot of people in the LEGO community right now shifting into Gundam building because they're finding it a little bit more approachable. Um, and I love that it's a little bit more accessible, a little bit more affordable. That's, that's really positive, and they get to have a similar level of satisfaction as they do with building LEGO by building Gundam, and I'm so happy that that's kind of happening. Um, I'm obviously very heavily dedicated to the Lego, and I I will not deny there's plenty of personal bias towards it as well, but I I, I will certainly not deny. It's very expensive, can be a little inaccessible at times, Um, but I do still think there are a lot of great ways to get into Lego building. Um, One thing that doesn't cost anything at all, um, if you're open to working with Lego digitally, is there's a really great free software called BrickLink Studio. Um, It's also known as stud.io. Um, and you can actually build digitally with an infinite number of bricks wow. in a virtual environment. Yeah. If you've worked with CAD software, as me and you have being, yeah. you know, having engineering backgrounds, um, you know, you would be very familiar with how the inner workings of it work. And it can be a really great and fun way. And a lot of people do love building digitally. They don't necessarily have physical collections. Then they just work with the brick digitally and they find a lot of the same satisfaction. So that's definitely one avenue. If you're looking to get into like a building and you just want to get a feel for it and you're comfortable with doing it in a digital environment, you may find that Brickling Studio could work for you. Um, And then otherwise, like, I would just look out there and find sets that relate to things that you're into. Um, Luckily, LEGO now makes sets for every kind of person out there. So if you're into gardening, you have the Botanicals Collection. If you're into space, there are a slew of LEGO space-related sets. Um, LEGO Ideas has brought us a lot of sets tied to a lot of the TV shows and movies and kind of pop culture icons that we know and love, like Big Bang Theory, The Office seinfeld um like the list just goes on and on and on so i feel like it's not hard to find sets that tie into your passions um and the good thing is for the most part lego's pretty good about offering a range of sets so a set doesn't need to be expensive to be fun um i think a good example might be like Brickheads. they're kind of like lego's take on Funko pops which funnily i love that you have a bunch of background there yeah Um, and so yeah those are like you know 15 to 30 dollar sets maybe sometimes you get to build a character or two and that can be a fun way to enjoy Lego and celebrate your passion of you know I don't know whatever it may be Stranger Things Harry Potter Star Wars um, so there's lots of different ways to enjoy Lego building so I, I think there are options out there for everybody. That's amazing,
0: yeah. Guys, Stud.io and Bricklink Studios is that what it was? Yeah, yeah,
1: same, yeah. same, same app, but yeah, those okay. would be the two names well, you'll find
0: it under. I'll I'll definitely check them out. Those those sound really cool. So, Twitch, how yes. how how did you transition your love and passion for lego building and mm-hmm. bring it to the masses how did that begin what what was your first like instinct to get on twitch or like yeah. who inspired you because mostly twitch is for video games and stuff right mm-hmm. but yeah you know all of this is starting to build up because you know the pandemic happened and twitch opened
1: up the hobbies and crafts category sure. and all of that so yeah yeah I can definitely give you the lowdown. So it is actually through video games that I discovered Twitch in the first place. Yeah. Um, I've I've been a longtime Destiny fan, um, the Destiny series from from Bungie, of course. Um, and I was playing the game with with a, a good group of friends. And after I think it was like a year or two of us all being really into it together, some of them had, some of their interests had waned. And so I started finding myself playing by myself more and more often. And Destiny is definitely a game designed to be enjoyed with friends. So I was, you know, just exploring, I think on Reddit, actually, just, you know, reading the Destiny sub forums, you know, trying to keep up on the world of it. And I kept stumbling upon this thing called Twitch, and people live streaming it and people offering help with activities as well. And there was a lot of stuff I wanted to do where I needed help. So I was like, okay, let me go check out this Twitch thing and see what it's about. And maybe I can find some help with some of the things I'm looking to do. And so I dove in there, started to discover what Twitch is all about. I loved the live streaming aspect of it. The interactivity is super duper unique to you know, most uh, social media platforms, so I loved that aspect. And uh, I played with someone, got some help with the things I need. I was like, this is really cool. And it just happened to be while I was kind of exploring and discovering all of that, Twitch was actually really heavily pushing creative content at that time. So they were encouraging people to do arts and crafts uh, on Twitch. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow, there's this huge platform. Because it like I was blown away with how massive it was and how popular it was, even in 2015 or 2016. Um, and i'm like oh my gosh there's all these people doing all these cool things they're looking for creative content i'm like there's got to be people making lego content out here you know there's lego youtubers so there must be lego twitchers right like i don't know what you would call them but um yeah. and i was really shocked to discover that basically no one had ever streamed lego on twitch oh, wow. um so i was like wow okay there's this cool thing that looks really fun to do um my interest uh, like or my hobby like has no representation on this platform maybe i could be someone who starts you know, up a community in and around this, because I think there are a lot of people out there who like LEGO building and would enjoy this live stream environment, whether as a viewer or as a streamer themselves. So I started streaming LEGO building a few months later, and it ended up working out that a couple other people had kind of caught on at the same time. And so we slowly started to form this community of brick builders, as we call ourselves on Twitch. Um, It was called, like, the brick building community. And uh, slowly but surely, more and more people started to discover it. Um, And people started, you know, kind of rediscovering their love of Lego through it as well. And it was just really, really fun allowing people to rediscover that love for building and discovering that passion for live streaming and content creation through it. So um, yeah, just slowly and surely grew. And I made a lot of effort to put myself out there. Um, I pitched to Twitch for TwitchCon in 2017 to do a large scale Lego build there. And it was all that you could submit for at that time were panels. So they were just taking panel submissions. And I'm like, well, I don't have a panel, but I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to send this in as a panel and see what happens. And lo and behold, like they were interested and they said, hey, let's make this happen. And that really started to open up some doors and slowly got the brick building community out there and me out there. And it slowly evolved into allowing me to do uh, content creation with Lego at the at the forefront, thankfully, as a, as a full-time job. Yeah, no, that's great. That's, that's Sorry, that was really a inspiring. Off, but... No,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> The, the the whole premise of this podcast is to explore the individual and the cool. more we can bring out of you the more you can bring out of yourself that that that's what works okay so awesome. <laughs> that that actually brings me exactly to another question so as we can you- see your beautiful room all organized and amazing <laughs> one of Very our long- fa- yeah, it's an awesome space yes <laughs> yeah one of our fan questions was like one how do you organize a million pieces of Legos to to, so because when you're trying to build something once you become like proficient in Lego building you know what piece would work where so how do you how do you know where what pieces what are your organizational skills and the second one is how do you avoid being stepped like how do you avoid not actively stepping on Lego
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will know I admittedly very rarely drop pieces as soon as I do I am on the hunt for it because I don't want (laughs) to end up stepping on it Um, I think it's maybe happened, like, honestly, a handful of times. I'm not even sure I can remember any particular occasions where I've, like, accidentally stepped on LEGO. Um, I will note my Twitch community has had a track record of... uh, And I mean, I've put it out there, but, like, they love to make me step on LEGO when they can, whether that's through, like, charity incentives or just, like, other fun community events that we do sometimes. So I have walked on LEGO, danced on LEGO, jumped on LEGO, you name it, my feet have interacted with LEGO in ways that should not be happening. But uh, in terms of organization and stuff, let's get back to the main question here. Um, You can obviously see I have a huge array of different types of drawers and containers that I use to manage my collection. And I would say there's like two main ways that I have it sorted. For a lot of my smaller pieces, I have them sorted by parts. So one drawer, for example, will have, let's say, a bunch of different colors, but they're all the same piece. So this is like a container of what we would call clips. Um, And then I obviously have... Probably like three, four hundred categories of smaller parts organized like that. And then otherwise I do color sorting. So you can see in these drawers here, for example, I've got some white and black pieces. These are like my white and black towers. And I have like the thinner, flatter pieces called plates. Then I have like slopes and curved pieces. And then at the bottom here, I've got like bricks. So your traditional classic building bricks. And I kind of break those up into different categories. So these are like smaller plates. These are bigger plates. These are like angular shaped plates. So I just divide them up as kind of what makes sense to me in terms of like how to group them up and how to split them up depending on how many parts I have. For smaller colors, I might just have like one bin of all of this color. So it might be all the plates, slopes, and bricks together if I don't have a lot of them. Or you know, maybe for a color I have a little bit more of, I might just do just plates, just bricks, and just slopes. So it all just depends on, you know, the volume of the parts that I happen to have. Um and for the most part, that makes it pretty easy for me. Kind of find what I need. Like you said, like when you're building, you can, you have a pretty good idea of kind of what pieces you might need to bring something to life. So I know where to go to find that. And it's just from, I guess, having set up this organizational system myself, it makes it a lot easier to commit to memory where those pieces are. I do occasionally find myself searching pretty hard, being like, I know I have this, but I don't know where I put it. Um, but usually it's pretty good. And then beyond that, this is probably maybe a third of my collection realistically. Oh, wow. Started there's a lot of unsorted stuff. So I probably have, I would guess 100 plus Lego sets in various places in my house, some in a storage room beside me here, some in a closet upstairs, um, in boxes, either in their original set boxes or organized into boxes of like similar types of sets. And so sometimes when I'm building, instead of searching the physical collection, or if I can't find the piece I want, I'll hop on a website and it's actually related to Bricklink, which we mentioned earlier. Um, And they have like an inventory of every set ever, so I can go on there, find the piece, see what sets it's in. And then if I remember, like, oh, hey, I have that LEGO set, I will literally go to the box, pull out all the bags, search through them until I find the piece I'm looking for. It's an incredibly inefficient way to build. But uh, sometimes it's just what's necessary. So. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: that's great. <laughs> I can't believe that's one third of your collection. Like, I, I, that is. I, I would
1: guess to me. I would guess to me. Right. I, I, I really do have a lot of other stuff. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. speaking of, it's no, it's definitely no, no,
0: no. <laughs> Like, see, this is not the gist of it. There is two more pillows like more. that. There's two more pillows like that in my other rooms, and then there's nice. two IKEA boxes that I've not opened because those have the holy grails in them. So oh, just- I gotta keep
1: the. I, I keep. I keep my my like special sets protected as well in the yeah, box yeah. for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't let those hang out in the open. <laughs> no, for sure. So
0: speaking of sets. Mm-hmm. what what's your favorite set like ever? easy
1: answer uh, my favorite lego set of all time is the uh, nintendo entertainment system came out in 2020 um it is just a marvel of a set i do i do like building replicas myself you can see i've built yeah. a lot of gaming consoles the nintendo switch ps5 xbox in the background there um i've done a lot of other types of replicas as well i do find a lot of joy and excitement in recreating things that we know from either real life or video games in physical lego form Um, So when they came out with the NES, I was, of course, super impressed with how accurate it looked visually. And then they took it to the next level with the functionality on it. The TV has like a side-scrolling feature. It features Mario on there in 8-bit form. Super-duper cool the way that works and was blown away with building it. And then by far, my favorite function is that you can actually do like the cartridge clicking in and out. You can slide a cartridge in, click it in, and then like click it out to remove it. And oh, I didn't know that. Wow. It's incredibly satisfying. Like when I was building it, I was like, I was like literally like in denial. I was like, no, no, there's no way they figured this out. No way. And I was just like like mind blown. I was so impressed. So wow. I would say Great. if you ever want to like be, like see Lego in kind of its highest form, like to me that set would be the perfect example.
0: Perfect. The NES set. Nice. Yeah. And, and what's the, what's your worst set? like which you don't you know like what? at all. Oh, man,
1: I, feel, I feel a little bad. Um I was very fortunate to be sent the uh the new Hulkbuster set a little bit early. So, yeah. I recently finished it. And I'm not going to lie, um they they made some compromises on the design of the Hulkbuster. And this is the one from like Age of Ultron. I believe it was yeah. featured in. yeah Um it's a very like when you look at the the model in the movie, it's very chunky, very beefy. Feels very, you know, kind of like almost like crunchy, like it's very tight. And small and short and stubby um and lego made an interesting choice to design the set to actually accommodate another lego set they make this iron man figure it's like it's kind of intended to look like an action figure so it's like a lego build of iron man and they designed the big hulkbuster to fit this you know it's actually a 40 i think it's like a 40 us lego set separately inside of it but in order to do that they actually had to compromise a lot on the scaling and I would say some of the like visual design elements of the Hulkbuster to accommodate that, and it really throws the whole build kind of out of proportion. The torso is way longer than it should be. Um, it leaves the arms a lot more bare as well. Um, so I think they they thought there would this would be a really cool standout feature, but it actually ends up taking away so much from the set um, that unfortunately I, I I do think it's one of the least satisfying sets i've built in a very long time so um if you are if you are like a marvel fan at the end of the day and you love iron man and you're not crazy particular about like i don't know visual accuracy i guess like i do think it would still be a fun building experience still had some great stuff to offer but um it just it just like felt like in comparison to things like the nes and other sets that have built recently they hit they missed the mark just to accommodate this feature that i don't think really adds a lot of value especially because you think about it You would buy, you you may have bought this $40 Iron Man figure. And now I'm going to hide it inside of a $550 set. Like I bought this $40 figure to show it off probably and display it. I don't want to shove it in another set. So it just, it didn't really add up to me in the end, unfortunately. So yeah, Yeah. sorry for the rant on that one. No,
0: (laughs) no, no, for sure. For sure. It clearly shows your passion towards not liking it. Yeah. Yeah. So you you're into Marvel and like the pop culture behind Mm -hmm. superheroes and stuff, right? So, and you might not know the answer to this, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. So there has been this recent upgoing of Lego sets, spoiling some things about Marvel movies. I
1: I, I do hear about that. Yeah. I I wouldn't say I'm like super tied in that. I often kind of catch or notice these spoilers. Um, But I'm certainly aware that it does happen where if a Lego set gets leaked, for example, a lot of the times that may actually reveal details about characters and vehicles and other things that are gonna take place in the movie. So it's super unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, I have to admit, like I feel like you have to be kind of like making an effort to be aware of these leaks. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. quite easy to avoid them if you don't look yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, you know. That's what I do. Like spoiled is kinda of, I, I would say it actually falls onto you ultimately. If you get spoiled, yeah. more likely than not, it's your own fault.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. Like when when Lego Sets came out with I think it was Infinity War when they came out with like Captain America holding the Mjolnir. There was one yes. part. So I, I, I just saw the headline being like, Lego said, re- well, control tab, remove yeah, that. Wanna, yeah, I don't yeah, want to watch that. that I don't want to hear anything about that. Yeah. No. So we, we can swing a little bit towards the other side and sure. we can go into how does Lego affect, like not affect, how has Lego inspired your personal life? Like, how has it? How
1: how does Lego come into the other aspects of your life? Yeah, um, I would say it's really hard to separate me and Lego. So, like, it's kind of a package deal. Like, if you want to be my friends, you want to be involved in my life in any way, shape, or form, you're gonna have to, to a degree, to an extent, accept that Lego is gonna be involved in some way, shape, or form. Whether it means you're getting a birthday present that I build out of Lego instead of so something that you buy at a store. Or that honestly, like even bringing thinking of my fiance, like the first thing she asked me about on Bumble, which is where we where we met, um, was le- she asked me about Lego because my profile was plastered with it. I, like I wanted to shove it in people's faces because I know again, unfortunately, some people do look down. You know, they see someone interested in Lego. Oh, he's playing with the kids' toy. I don't want to deal with them. And honestly, I don't want to deal with a girl who's thinking exactly. like that or a woman who's exactly. like that, right? Like I want someone who's going to be able to embrace. be excited about something that i'm really excited and passionate about and so it ended up working out i think she she probably was one of the first people to actually ask me first about lego when she reached out to me on socials and so i think that instantly gave me like honestly it made me really excited to talk to her i wanted to get to know her better because i'm like wow this person's genuinely interested in getting to know me and the thing that i'm interested in so let me do the same for her and lo and behold here we are two and a half years later engaged so congrats on that Congrats. (laughs) I feel so, like you have. I, I, think, I think it's played, a, a, on a, honestly, a really good role in my life and mm-hmm. that, in a way, Lego has led me to many of the best things I've found in life, whether it's my career now, um, ultimately, or, you know, my fiance, of course. <laughs> um, so there there have definitely been a lot of good things to come out of my, my
0: love of Lego. I feel like you have, like, like, a testing. Like, if you want to be my friend, send me your Lego build. And uh, based on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that intense. It's not that intense. Like, you don't have to be a fanatic, or you don't even have to be that much of a fan as long as you don't actively like hate it that's yeah, all yeah. i ask
0: <laughs> that's all no, i ask no, for sure for sure i i speaking of personal life there is a fan question so okay. obviously obviously yeah. they didn't know that you were engaged so this question okay. but this question's is wild it's like a little wild if you're in a bar and you get approached by a by a by another person to ask mm-hmm. what you what you do and what would you reply? Would you reply that you are a Lego Master, or would you reply that you are a
1: content creator? Um, I would probably say Lego content creator. I will, yeah. I will know. I while I really appreciate that you think I'm a Lego Master. That is a title that must be earned. So uh, in terms of like the show and stuff, I'm a Lego Masters contestant. Yeah. I do want to make sure we we you know distinguish that because there are people out there who have earned that title rightfully, and I always want to respect that they have earned it. Um, so uh, I am a Lego Master. Lego Masters contestant. Um, or just like there's a lot of words for lego fans i'm i'm an afol adult fan of lego is a very popular term um so i would if someone approached me and wanted to get to know me i would probably be like um i do content creation with lego full time so that'd be my answer that's good that's a good reply
0: so Mm -hmm. speaking of lego masters how 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 did that journey to being on the show start
1: and how did you meet your partner on the show Yeah, great questions. Be happy to talk about that. So in terms of um, the show, as soon as I heard about LEGO Masters being a thing, I was like, how can I be involved? What do I need to do? Like, how do I get on this? And unfortunately, there hasn't been a LEGO Masters Canada. So when the show was first starting, and and they were doing a lot of very active scouting on social media. If you basically ever posted a picture of you and LEGO on like Instagram, chances are you've been messaged about LEGO Masters at some point. Um, They're very active and looking for people. Um, and so, I like, right off the bat, very early on, I was reached out about, hey, like, would you be interested in this thing? And I'm like, absolutely, I will do whatever it takes to get on this show, like, just tell me what I need to do. And so, um, you know, we went through some of the application process during season one when it was first coming to the U.S. And unfortunately, me being Canadian, it kind of was just like a little bit of a non-starter. For the first season of the show especially, you wouldn't want to have a non-American on Lego Masters yeah. America or U.S., um, so but but I felt like we had at least created a positive connection there, right? And so season two came around and it was COVID. So I, I think it was basically illegal for me to leave Canada during the time they were doing their casting for season two. So I was a non-starter there. And then season three rolled around, uh, starting late last year, early this year. And I as soon as again I heard season three was happening, I reached out to the contacts that I've been lucky to make. I was like, hey, I'm still very interested in being on the show you know, I feel like there's a pretty good chance now that there's a couple seasons, maybe you guys are willing to take some Canadians. And they were like, hey, yeah, like we, we were definitely super interested. We'd love for you to find someone like that's, that has like a similar, I don't know, guess like, like, a, like a good story with you is kind of what's important yeah, yeah, yeah. to them. They really want to have good team dynamic and team stories to tell. So I was like, okay, who do I know that's into content creation like me and likes Lego? And then as a bonus is Canadian maybe, yeah. right? And so it was interesting that through some of my work with Amazon, I actually live stream on Amazon as well as part of my job as a full time content creator, Um, I had kind of come across and gotten to know a little bit through online conversation and stuff um, of a Canadian woman named Stacy Roy, from Kelowna, BC. And she has actually been doing Lego building on her Amazon streams for about a year or so. And I was like, Oh, man, like, you're a Canadian, we have literally very similar jobs, we both stream on Amazon and Twitch um and we both like lego i'm like hey would you be interested in trying out for this crazy thing with me and again we had like gotten to know each other a little bit through each other's streams and stuff but we had never met in person or anything um although actually we did discover recently that we had met in person before i just didn't forgot about it um it was at a twitchcon in 2018 she has a picture with one of my lego builds weirdly (laughs) um so really really funny i guess coincidence there but um like so we had and we had never known that we had met or anything and so we just decided to go for it anyway. She was interested, and I thought we had like you know we would have a great team story, and that we're both streamers. And so we just went for the audition process with it, and it ended up working out, which was super cool that we got to be on the show together. So yeah, and we awesome. got to build for our first time together on TV. So yeah, <laughs> it was no, really no. Uh, it was both scary and fun getting to discover kind of how we worked as a team. But luckily, I feel like we did a really great job. So
0: no, some of your builds are epic. Like they're <laughs> massive scale up, epic. They're, they're amazing. They're, speak, so there was a fan question about Lego Masters. Yep. How was meeting with Will Arnett? Like, is he always that exciting and that it's cheerful all the time?
1: So I was, Will, will is very funny. Um, okay. And I will say Will, like off-camera Will can be extra funny sometimes in a way that's maybe not so suitable for TV. Uh, <laughs> as you know, a comedian like himself to be, He, I, I think he's pretty well known for a little bit of a darker humor um i know he actually has his own podcast and stuff too so um he's 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 very funny but also like very genuine and, and you can tell he really cares about like making sure people are doing all right the competition environment while obviously really fun it also is very intense and certainly takes a toll and he's pretty good about recognizing when people are you know, kind of reaching their limit or really struggling. And, he, and you can feel he is actively looking out for people, which is really awesome to see. And unfortunately, it's not something that comes across through the show at all. Because um, they just want to show Will being funny and silly. And that's very much for the kids that watch the show. Um, and I feel like people forget that often. Don't forget, guys, this is a kid show. Like a Masters is fun. It's fun to watch for adults. But if you're wondering why Will's jokes are so lame, it's because they're not for you. They're for the kids. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, he, he is really great. Really, really nice. Um, I honestly wish I just could have spent more time with him, getting talked with him, and and to know him. Um, though, admittedly, I'm not a hockey fan, and being a hockey fan scores you way more points with Wollard. Oh, so oh, yeah. he's, I like, he's a diehard I... Toronto Leafs fan, funnily yeah. enough. He's from yeah. Toronto, so well, um, yeah. I am not a, a, a sports guy, so no, no you no, can no. connect on that level. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: No, I, I get it. I get it. No, so I know throughout the season, and if this if this hasn't aired yet, you can talk not talk about it, but mm-hmm. you up until now you've there has been a there have been a lot of guests that have come on the show Mm -hmm. who has been your favorite like guest
1: um i mean chris pratt was certainly pretty surreal i i I did not imagine them pulling um like honestly i don't think they had had like let's say as big of a celebrity honestly they had lots of really cool celebrities in previous seasons terry cruz was on the first season which was super cool um they've had some really awesome guests before but yeah, Chris Pratt's just, like, obviously, I don't know, like, a superstar. He's in a lot of really big stuff, obviously, in Marvel and yeah. lots of other stuff. Um, so it was really, really cool getting to have him be part of the show. Um, I mean, honestly, getting to meet an astronaut was really okay. cool as well. Literally had a real astronaut on set, yeah. which was super-duper awesome. And I think that's uh, those are the main ones off yeah. the top of my head from the first yeah. few episodes. So I, I will note that the Brickmasters as well, Amy and Jamie, to LEGO fans especially, they are, like ultra yeah. superstar yeah. celebrities yeah, for sure. so for getting sure. to meet them um was was definitely really awesome and admittedly having them judge your builds is pretty intense and intense. nerve-wracking um but but it still feels like an honor to get either positive or negative feedback yeah, from yeah, them so,
0: for yeah. sure so so i know that you know do they also like, off-camera offer you, like, advice and tips of what you could have done better?
1: Uh, There's certainly more, like, kind of check-ins. I would say we would call them, like, that's what they look like on the show anyways, is, like, they often come around and check in on each team and offer them advice and suggestions. And there's a lot more of that than you see, for sure. They can't, unfortunately, fit. You're building for eight hours, right? Yeah, no, like, you could literally have just an episode of LEGO Masters with only check-ins. That could be the entire 45 (laughs) minutes. Um, I don't think that'd be very entertaining, but... Um, So yeah, there is definitely a lot of great stuff that they do try to suggest and offer. They of course need to be fair and they also need to, you know, maintain some sort of like professional distance, if you will, to ensure that they are judging these things fairly. They can't, you know, establish personal relations with any of the teams because obviously that would create a bias um, or would be perceived to at least create a bias, right? So they have to be very careful in how they go about it, but they are certainly professionals and they know what they're doing and they are very smart and definitely know, like, you know, these builds and these challenges inside and out and are definitely um the, like, like the name implies, they are brick masters. So they, yeah. they're definitely, you know, well qualified to be making these decisions.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. I'm gonna with go, this, this part of the podcast is called like a deep dive. So I'm going to, okay. I'm going to describe a photo of yours from Instagram, right? Oh, and, okay. I, and I can pull it up for you if you want, but I, I'm sure you know what this photo is. And okay. I, I want you to tell me the story behind it and what's what's basically going on here. All right. So yeah. so it's it's actually a photo of you with Dr. Lupo. Yeah. With with the build you made for him. So how, yes. how did how did that come around? Like what was the whole So
1: thing? yeah, Dr. Lupo. Um I re- I think it was realistically that so and I want to know, I never actually like of the builds that he had bought at that time, none of them were built for him. i I built them myself of my own excitement for fortnite at the time i was pretty big into fortnite when it dropped it was obviously super popular and i thought they had some really fun characters so i think like the first big thing i had built from fortnite was one of the loot llamas i built a pretty tall one it was like maybe like a foot and a half two feet tall um just had a ton of fun with it it was really cool getting to to work on it and i think like i may have just tagged a couple of big fortnite creators i was aware of at the time and dr loop actually saw my tweet and he was like hey i want this like i'm like oh okay like i mean i hadn't really thought about selling this but like i don't really have anything else to do with it and i'm not gonna lie like i could probably part ways with these pieces and be all right so i'm like sure you want to buy it i'll sell it to you (laughs) um so yeah so it started with that he bought that belt for me um and then again like just i was feeling inspired i really wanted to try a really big and intense project and so I tackled the Rainbow Smash pickaxe, um, which is like, it was like a four foot long, took me like 48 hours to build, one of the most intensive projects I've ever worked on. Um, and it was like something you could move around and carry. It wasn't like, you couldn't swing it at anybody. Yeah. You could hold it and it looked really cool in pictures. And I took it to a bunch of events and stuff. He saw it again, He's, and he was like, hey, I want this again. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right. And, but it, It was, that build, like, the llama was different. I could pack that up in a box, ship it pretty comfortably. Wasn't too worried about it. The pickaxe, on the other hand, is, it's a big, complicated, not super strong build, so I did not feel comfortable shipping that in a box. And so I realized, like, timing-wise, in terms of, like, when he was trying to buy it off me and where I was in the world, I was like, hey, I'm going to a Lego convention in Chicago, which isn't super far from where you live, so like maybe i could fly in for a day and just like drop it off and install it for you because we had made this plan to like mount it on a wall in his studio and they were like okay um so yeah i ended up like as part of my the the job of selling him the creation i flew out to his house um his amazing wife mrs dr lupo um who's super duper kind and we've become good friends she was actually a competitor on a lego building competition that i've hosted on my stream as well um so we got to meet in person which was super fun and um i got to go to his studio while he was streaming and literally install this build in his studio while he was streaming when i first got there he was playing fortnite and he literally won a game so i got to like watch him win a game in person, which was super duper cool um and then yeah like while he was streaming i was just like working with a drill on the wall in the background mounting this lego build up and yeah we grabbed a picture together and um he he was super duper awesome to have me as part of his um His annual charity event, it's called Built Against Cancer. He does it every year in December. Um, so I got to be part of that, which was super-duper cool. I was doing some fun Lego craziness, uh, raising money for St. Jude, which was incredible. Um, so yeah, he's been super-duper supportive of me. And I've actually done some smaller private commissions for him as well, um, like a super-cool gift that he got for his um, his wife. Um, so there's been a lot of really great stuff I've been able to do with him. So he's, yeah. he's like your private contractor. <laughs> yeah, sort of, yeah. Um, oh. no, yeah, just really nice, super-supportive. And, like, it's really awesome, obviously, when someone super cool like that, you know, recognizes um, your talent and your skill. And yeah, so, it, yeah, it, it yeah. just meant a lot that he was uh, interested in my stuff. So Yeah, I know.
0: For sure. No, great, great story. We have another one. So, there okay. is, yeah. it, it's a photo of you next to a Boba Fett cosplayer at Fan Expo.
1: Oh, yes. Okay, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, that yeah. was another really fun opportunity I got to have. Um, Essentially, Lego was doing some stuff at Fan Expo Canada, which is a really massive, like, pop culture, nerd convention, essentially. They have lots of big actors from different TV shows and movies uh, for people to meet. And there's a huge expo floor where, you know, Nintendo and Lego and Xbox and, I don't know, every board game and card game company out there has a booth and does really cool stuff. Um, And Lego was doing some events there. They were actually, in particular, hosting, like, a panel with a Lego designer, a Lego Star Wars designer, and um, as part of that, they had some awesome people from the 501st, which is like a group of people who do cosplay for Star Wars stuff, um, as part of it to kind of just get people excited about, you know, listening to a Lego Star Wars designer and talk about his job. And so I got to be kind of the uh, the moderator of the panel with the uh, Lego set designer. So it was really cool that we got to hang out and spend about like 30 minutes kind of answering some questions from the audience and going over some of his journey as a Lego designer and in particular with like you know the Lego Star Wars team um so it's just really cool getting some insight and getting to talk to someone and being representative of uh of Lego in that case so wow. it was
0: really really fun it's cool yeah this this picture is from before the pandemic
1: yeah yeah it was yeah. it was the the last an expo
0: before covid yeah yes. yeah before covid for sure mm-hmm. wow no so yeah so you've moved around a lot um yeah and recently you went to TwitchCon in Europe and you went to the one in
1: California, right? In, yes, yeah. So uh, TwitchCon Amsterdam uh, yeah, for Amsterdam, TwitchCon yeah. Europe this year and then it was in San Diego for oh, TwitchCon US. Yeah, I know yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was really, really cool getting to do some LEGO building events there. Um, I've obviously been very lucky to establish a great relationship with some of the main organizers of TwitchCon. They're big LEGO fans and they love kind of that we are able to provide a super fun and unique kind of um, activity for people to engage in when they're at TwitchCon. Um, And so, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing some uh, different events for both of those. That's cool. Which one would you think is
0: better, TwitchCon Amsterdam or California?
1: (laughs) I mean, they're they're very different events, and what we did at them was different as well. So I I actually do think, in some ways, the response to um, what we did at TwitchCon Amsterdam was a little bit better. But I think that was the nature of what the what we were doing there was. We essentially had this, like, group build activity where anybody could come up and build something, and it would contribute to a large-scale Twitch logo uh, oh, wow. build. So it was something really easy, like, super low barrier to entry in terms of, like, how to participate. Whereas we, we did some really fun stuff at TwitchCon uh, San Diego. One of the things we did was we built a life-size gaming studio out of Duplo, so out of LEGO's larger pieces, we built literally a desk a chair a gaming shelf a little tv some stools and like a shelving unit all out of duplo so that people could actually come in and like take pictures in this you know life size lego setup essentially um so that was really really fun but it wasn't something people could be as involved with just because we had to do the duplo building and then we did also have the like play brick there so lots of people just came up and did some free building a lot of people though maybe aren't as like oriented towards creative building So it's something that not as many people engaged with, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But one fun thing that really did stand out and really was a highlight for me throughout the weekend was um, every couple hours, we would host a building challenge. So we'd grab some people, say, hey, come and do some building with us, and you get a chance at winning this exclusive little Twitch Rivals model we created. And we got to see people just show their creative side a little bit. And even from a bunch of people who normally don't build LEGO, there were some really, really great builds and it was just super inspiring to me to see all these people putting themselves out there and you know trying their hand at something they're maybe not used to. Yeah. And it was just really really fun. So I love no. seeing that. No, that's great. You
0: have a great community. You and the way you inspire people to build—it's it's truly outstanding. What's what's on the horizon for Brick and Nick? What's coming up?
1: What's... Um, well, obviously, Lego Masters is still ongoing, so that's a really cool experience I'm kind of living in right now. Um, I've had some super cool opportunities to do some local TV stuff so i've been on like cp 24 for anyone who knows toronto and i was on the uh, the social as well which is like a national show i think on yeah. on CTV 2 um so it was, it's been really cool getting to you know meet some great people share my love of lego with the world in that way um, i'm just super grateful at any time i can kind of have a little bit of a platform to hopefully inspire people um that's kind of always been one of my main goals is to just show people that no matter what your passion or interest is if you put yourself out there People will be drawn to it and resonate with it, and you might even inspire people to try it themselves. And that's kind of always been what I wanted to do with it. So um, that's kind of just going to continue to be a focus for me. I want—I definitely want to try to continue to um, like educate people on LEGO building as well. I want to try to like bring barriers down in terms of like you know making LEGO feel accessible to people. I certainly can understand that seeing a lot of what I do can look really, really intimidating and seem like impossible, or it's like some magical talent I have. Uh, honestly, a lot of this stuff can be learned, just like any other skill out there. Um, and I want to continue to provide people resor- with resources to learn how to do that themselves. So that's something I'm going to keep working on, for sure.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to get into more LEGO building, for <laughs> sure. I do it once a year, but I'm, I might actually go buy a set today, one of the We're new gonna sets. We're going to you about... into it. <laughs> yeah. It
1: just... It's not an intentional part of what I do. But yeah, I know. Like, I do take a small bit of joy whenever someone's like, Nick, I bought a LEGO set because of you. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get
0: that message from me later. I'm, I'm okay, gonna yeah. let you know it. Yeah, I can't wait so, to hear about it. Yeah, um, l- let let the people know where to get where to get a hold of you, where to catch you on your
1: streams, how to connect yeah, with you. For sure, um, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm on essentially every social media platform you can think of as Brick and Nick. So it's B-R-I-C-K-I-N-N-I-C-K. Um, so uh, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, Facebook, I have a Discord. There's also a Brick Building Community Discord if you're just more interested in seeing what people are doing in the world of live streaming. We've lots of people sharing their live streaming journeys on there and all the sets they build and cool creations they bring to life. Um, so yeah, that's and yeah. of course, I guess you can also watch me on uh, on LEGO Masters on Fox and CTV. Normally it airs uh, Wednesdays at 9, 8 central. The schedule's been a little bit off due to the World Series baseball. So um, you can just check online though to see, uh, see when it's yeah no that, guys definitely watch Lego Masters
0: it's it's actually a really fun show to watch I've been keeping up on it although I haven't watched the last episode but I'm gonna binge both of them tonight nice so, sounds so good. Sounds yeah good. I'm super excited and all of Nick's brick and Nick's socials I'll put them in the description so you know you guys can yeah you guys can check him out and stuff but Nick thank you so much for coming and you know taking that small time out of your busy day just to have a chat with me, uh, of it's, course. It's it's it, it was awesome. Truly, like I hope, like you know, the listeners here like break the barriers and try to build and try to get into hobbies without thinking about what other people think yeah. about it, and just follow your passions. I'm definitely Absolutely. i I am definitely gonna go get a Lego build, ASAP to try and build <laughs> something, to get into it. Cause uh, yeah, and I've been hanging on your streams, and it's it's been a total blast. So
1: yeah, thank you once again for coming, Nick. Thank, thank you so much for having for... me. Yeah, I really can't thank you enough. Like it's been amazing having you part of the community. I've loved the chats that we've gotten to have on the stream. You've always added so much to the discussions that uh that were going on. So just yeah, just thank you for being such a such a great person to speak with and hang out with and just have some good times with. So yeah, yeah. Thanks, Nick. All
0: yeah. right, guys, that's the end of our episode. As always, Tensor
1: Podcast is on
0: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you want to check on any platform it's there Uh, you can check us out on anchor.fm slash tensor that's where you can check us out Uh, this is going to be the first one that's going to have a video content on it so you can now spotify is implemented video podcast so we're going to have this as a video so if you're watching this on video this is what i look like but yeah uh we're gonna have more guests coming in every month uh i'm gonna try to do one episode a month at least and hopefully stick to it and once we get better we'll move forward from there hope you're excited for the next episode thank you so much guys